Have you ever heard of a man named John Wimber? Now, he was a musician who became a pastor. One of the things that John Wimber is known for is his bringing Bobby Hatfield and Bill Medley together. And of course, that duo became known as the Righteous Brothers. And they wrote hits like Unchained Melody and You've Lost That Loving Feeling. But you know, Wimber actually wrote one of the hymns in our hymnal. You actually heard it today, the choir performed it, and it's called Spirit Song. Now, in preference, or in the preface, I should say, to his book, Power Evangelism, John Wimber writes this, I knew little about God when I converted to Christianity in 1962, a fourth generation unbeliever. I had received no Christian training as a child. And as an adult, I had neither belonged to nor regularly attended any church. At 29 years of age, I was a jazz musician with a soaring career and a dying marriage. The reason for my conversion to Christianity was simple. My life was in shambles. And I was told that a personal relationship with Jesus Christ offered hope from the despair. Carol, my wife, also committed her life to Christ in 1962. For both of us, the results of our conversion were the same. Freedom from guilt and freedom from the fear of death, a purpose for living and a renewed marriage. John Wimber also talks about going to church as a new believer in Jesus Christ. The service was nice and tidy. They prayed, they sang hymns, read scripture, listened to a sermon. And after the service was over, he went to the pastor and said, Pastor, when are you going to do the stuff? The pastor responded, what stuff? And Wimber said, well, I've been reading the book of Acts, and Christians in the book of Acts are telling people about Jesus, and they're converting them by the thousands. There's healings and wonderful signs, and God just doing miracles. The preacher then said to John Wimber, oh, that stuff. Well, son, you see, God doesn't do that stuff anymore. Now, praise God that John Wimber didn't stop there. He led a revival, a revival that converted thousands and did it in California, of all places. My friends, the church today needs to discover once again the power of Pentecost. We need to become a Pentecostal church. Oh, did the pastor just say that? Now, I'm not telling you to go out to another denomination, okay? 
I'm really talking about us becoming an Acts 2 church. We need to be a church that is filled with the Spirit of God. We need to be a church where people's lives are transformed, where they're turned around. We need to be a church where people receive healing physically, emotionally, relationally, socially, and spiritually. We need to be the, we need to experience the unity of the Spirit to reach out to those who are in need. We need to be and have genuine love for each other. We need to have the fire of God and the power of God fall upon us so that we as the people can, of God can rise up in power and share that power and love and grace to the world. Now, church, we say we believe in God. We say we believe in God's holy word, the Bible. If that is the case, when are we going to do the stuff? When are we going to allow the Holy Spirit to set loose? Rich Kirchhoff is a writer and a pastor, and he says, when God sends forth the Spirit, amazing things happen. Barriers are broken, communities are formed, opposites are reconciled, Hope is established, disease is cured, addiction is broken, cities are renewed, races are reconciled, people are blessed, and the church happens. Today, the Spirit of God is present, and we're going to have church. Are you ready? God's going to show up. God's here right now. The Holy Spirit is right here. And so I say to you, in the power of the Holy Spirit, discouraged folks, you need to cheer up. Dishonest folks, you need to fess up. Sour folks, you need to sweeten up. Closed up folks, you need to open up. Gossipers, you need to close up. Conflicted folk, you need to make up. Sleepy folk, you need to wake up. Lukewarm folk, you need to fire up. Dry bones need to shake up. Pew potatoes need to stand up. But most of all, Christ the Savior of all the world is lifted up on this day. My friends, one of the first things we need is a paradigm shift. Pentecostal power comes when you realize that the Christian life is not about keeping rules. The Christian life is all about a relationship with Jesus Christ. Many pastors and many preachers preach the gospel of being good. They falsely believe that the only end result of being a Christian is that you're going to be a good person. My friends, I want to be clear. The pastor in the church that preaches and teaches the gospel of being good is a lifeless and dead church. It is a church that is devoid of power. As long as we think Christianity is about something that we do, 
we are missing the point. It is not about what we do, but it is what the Holy Spirit does within us. Being a Christian is not doing the right thing or believing the right thing or having the right doctrines. Christianity is about knowing the right person, Jesus Christ. It's not about reciting creeds. It's not about baptism and communion, although they're very important. And to be honest, they don't make any sense apart from Jesus, okay? It's about surrendering my life, my body, my mind, and my heart to Christ and asking Jesus to live in power within me. My friends, the Christian faith is not a feeling. It is a reality. It is a real relationship with a real person. Now, the second point I want to make is that Pentecostal power comes when you realize that the Christian life is not just about salvation, but transformation. If our faith only consisted of a single event where we repented of our sins and came to Christ, then it is an incomplete faith. Let me give you an example. What if a baby was born and we celebrated this amazing gift, this amazing new life, but then this baby was never given any nourishment, was never nurtured, never grew, never developed. As wonderful and miraculous as birth was, it would never survive. If you think that the Christian life is only about being born again, I want you to think again. It's not about just salvation. You have to hold it together with transformation. We aren't just putting in time here waiting for Jesus to come back. We are to grow in our holiness. We are to be salt and light in a tasteless and in a dark world. We are to be transformed daily and then to become agents of transformation in our world. I mean, if you took 10 gallons of gasoline, you know, you can release a tremendous amount of power and energy just by dropping a lighted match into it. I mean, you want to talk about a blaze of glory. Or... The gasoline, you could place it into a fuel-efficient engine. And that same 10 gallons could take you 300 miles. So my friends, what do you want? Do you want a flash in the pan? Or do you want to make a sustained difference in the world over the long haul? Now, the third point I'd like to make is that Pentecostal power comes when apathy is overcome with zeal. You can't just try to be a good and be a Christian. You can't just point to a past experience and say that you're a Christian. You have to grow and mature. You have to be transformed. And you can't be apathetic towards the things of God and experience Pentecostal power. The more you know God, the more you love God, 
the more excited you come about God's kingdom. Jonathan Rausch is a columnist and a longtime atheist, believes that America has made a major civilizational advancement in recent years. You see, a majority of Christians claim, a majority of Americans, I should say, claim to be Christian, but don't believe you have to do anything about your faith. Rausch calls this phenomenon apatheism or apathetic theism. Rausch says, people are looking for a God who gives them comfort and reassurance. They want nothing to do from a God who wants something from them. So my friends, look at your life. Are you apathetic? Are you an apatheist? Maybe you've heard about Aaron Ralston. Ralston wrote a book called Between a Rock and a Hard Place. And in 2010, they made his story into a movie that was called 127 Hours. When Aaron was 27 years old, he had his right arm pinned by an 800-pound boulder in a climbing accident. He had gone hiking in the Blue John Canyon adjacent to Utah's Canyonland National Park. Now, he was an experienced climber. He'd already climbed 49 other peaks, all of them over 14,000 feet. He thought about what it would be like to die on the mountain and to have his family find his body or never know his fate. Aaron, a former engineer for Intel and an avid outdoorsman, thought about all of his options. After five days of being pinned, having run out of food and water, he decided to apply a tourniquet and amputate his own arm below the elbow using his pocket knife. He then rappelled to the canyon floor with his one good arm, and he walked downstream until he was spotted and helped. Aaron Ralston credits his faith in God for helping him through this extremely difficult time. Aaron's faith, by the way, was developed in the United Methodist Church in Greenwood Village near Denver, Colorado. Now, I pray that no one has to ever make this choice. In order for him to live, he had to cut away that which was holding him down. My friends, what's keeping you from living out your faith? What's holding you down? What's keeping you from living a life with God's Pentecostal power. There's a story that I love about a pastor. It was right before the service began and he saw his parishioners filing into church. And he sat there right next to his lay leader. And he said to his lay leader, he said, Bill, 
as I look out amongst our people and I see, you know, I, I try to preach some fiery sermon every Sunday and really encourage them, but we don't seem to really be engaged with the gospel, with loving folks who are different than us, with doing what the church ought to do. Bill, what do you think is the bigger problem? Ignorance or apathy? The lay leader said, Pastor, all I know what to tell you is this. I just don't know and I don't care. <laughs> My friends, you do know. You've been told. I think the question for us is do we care? Do we care enough to truly live out our faith? To live it out every day, to stay connected to Jesus Christ, and to make sure that our faith makes a difference. It makes a difference in our family. It ought to make a difference in our church. It ought to make a difference in the community in which we live and in the world in which we live. Because when you're connected to Jesus Christ, you're connected to the Holy Spirit. And when you're connected to the Holy Spirit, you have what? Pentecostal power. So we have a question, a question that you need to answer. How will you choose to live your life? With or without the power of God? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.